videos, um, all of his documents, all of his audio, and his books, and um, his book Under Arrest, uh, which is under A-Rest, which is a really great book on recovery, and I heartily recommend that to you. So um, with that, I'm going to hand you over to Paul. Over to you, mate. I'm unmuting you. Am I unmuted? You are good. Hey, well, welcome everyone. Paul Alcoholic, uh, zooming in from Northern California. Uh, yes, if you're new to this thing, um, basically the share is all premised and focused on really a sentence in the big book, page 64, because uh, that was a fundamental shift in my understanding about alcoholism was when I really, I had the intimacy or the feeling that it sure seemed like a possession or something took me over. Uh, but again, is even before alcoholism, there's programming and conditioning that always has us as the doer, no matter what's done through us, the premise is we must have been the doer of it. It's a very stubborn programming that, uh, really can't withstand any investigation, but it's just assumed and uh, just taken for granted that whatever I did under the influence, I was the one who did it. Now, it's important for an alcoholic to take responsibility and see their role in things because that's what alcoholism uh, does mostly is not to see its role in things. It likes to emphasize other people's role in things and uh, and then especially my things, other people's role in my things. So it's necessary almost as the program is a linear progression, the 12 steps, and also how uh, the theme or the current of life is similar. So becoming totally obsessed with self, I thought I was responsible for many, many things I had nothing to do with. And I remember very clearly an example when I was about six or seven years old, uh, I was the youngest of four. My father got very ill. He had trouble with his heart and blood pressure. And so his uh, participation in our lives, and especially mine, was going to be changed. He wasn't going to be able to do a lot of the stuff he used to do with us. And so my family tried to talk to me about it, my mother, they brought in the family doctor, Dr. Jan Quinto. He tried to explain it to me. And uh, I understood it, but the feeling I had when I was hearing it was, what did I do to cause my father not to want to play with me anymore? This to me is the programming of self. And it was stubbornly entrenched at, at that age. And it just grew to the point where, uh, the way I look at life, I see everything as how it pertains to me, and I may not be that me that all the information is pertaining to. That's just been my experience in recovery. So uh, this was a profound uh, change. So first I want to get on. So yes, you come in here and then we do an inventory to see our role in things, and then we do go and make amends for our role in things. But I believe after you do that, there is another possibility after that where you see truly, not in an act of mentally denying it, but as, as a true seeing that you weren't the doer of those behaviors. Something had taken you over and was or had been using you for transportation, really and a, as a vehicle of expression, because alcoholism, you know, can't get the alcohol, it can't uh, drink, <laughs> but it needs, the, it likes that fuel, and so it compels the host to go out and get what it wants, and then basically once the contract is, is uh, expressed, which is I drink and use, then basically I'm apt to do almost anything. <laughs> because I did through observation. So I've looked at it. And so uh, this programming of being the doer, yes, so I do the amends and everything, and I 
tell people, yes, the reason why I'm sharing with you is that I'm willing never to do what I did to you, to any other person, and I'm willing to grow towards that, and I'm in a program of recovery. But I don't think it stops there. I think there gets to a point where you see <clears throat> something was, just like it says in uh, the program, you'll suddenly realize that something is doing for you what you couldn't do for yourself. Well, I also suddenly realized something had done through me that I wouldn't do by myself. Yeah, I had a sudden realization that something did through me what I would never have done. Because I haven't done it in 30 something years. So uh, <laughs> I like to apply it both ways. So, so yes, and no, therefore you see, yeah, I was accountable for that behavior. Like my dog did shit on the person's, my neighbor's yard on his lawn, but I didn't take the shit. So I clean up the shit and then I basically, you know, try to keep my dog on a leash to the best I can. And it doesn't become a 40 year resentment or anything. It doesn't have much life because I didn't do it. My dog did it. I'm accountable for it. I cleaned the mess up and there you go. So I feel uh, it's not presented in, in language in the program because really the program, the people who wrote the book, they only had four years at most of sobriety. Yeah, and like it says in A Vision for Us, A Vision for You, this power is gonna constantly uh, reveal more shit to us. Well, I believe there's another wave of recovery which is, all right, I'm in complete denial I'm an alcoholic. I'm in a com complete denial that I'm an asshole, that I did this, that I did that. I come to grips with all that. I do, I do inventories. I do amends. I, I start living by principles. And I'm responsible. And then it leads to another phase where I see I wasn't the doer of that behavior. And I recognize the disease of alcoholism as foreign to me. I recognize the underlying disease, the bondage of self, as foreign to me, as something different than I am. Therefore, I can be free from it. As long as I'm identified as it, I can't be free from it. I can try to be free as it, which is captured by the statement in our community, self can't get out of self. That's what happens. It happened with me for years until something occurred and I saw something. Yeah, and I truly saw not only alcoholism is sort of like a foreign pathogen or something, but I saw the underlying disease, which is incredible obsession with self, is rooted in an identification as that which is being obsessed over. Truly, yeah, and I don't see myself as that which was being obsessed over. I don't believe that has a spiritual condition, nor do I believe that can have a spiritual condition. I believe we're not that, and therefore we are a spiritual condition. It's just, that's humbly how I see it. So when I share, when I look at the steps and I look at the suggestions, I see them in this light, yeah? I see them in this light, so. It's, I, I feel there's another wave in recovery. Yeah, I did, was in denial, I finally accept, I fucking become responsible, I'm accountable, and then it, it's left at that? No, I don't see that. I don't see that I'm the one who has a resentment. I see resentments can have me, yeah? I don't believe I'm the one who's in fear. I feel fear can have me, it seems to, yeah? And it's just, uh, and that there's another phase. I don't want to call it the third wave or something, but there's another wave of recovery, which is, yeah, all right, all that shit I was denying, I allow to land. I tell the truth about it. I do the amends. I, I profess a willingness to live up to new ideals. And then I see, and it isn't me. Yeah, there's another revelation, and it ain't me. That which was, for all intents and purposes, me, isn't me, yeah? And therefore, the resentments don't, aren't preceded by a constant my resentments, and the fears aren't preceded by a my fear. 
and my acting out, yeah? I see acting out, I see fear, I see resentments, but I don't, I don't allow that coupling with I'm the one who has it, I'm the one who's doing it, yeah? I think it's, uh, it's proven to be very helpful in this, you know, in this life. I've been in sobriety for 30-something years, and a lot of those statements on page 84, and it's not a special event, they're available to all of us, which is the problem will not exist for you anymore. That can become stabilized if you see the problem doesn't exist as you anymore. Because I really believe the root of it all is an act of being identified as a mental image, really, truly, that's constantly being presented and reinforced by the mental processes of the narration, the thought system, memories, perceptions. I feel they have a hidden agenda that really isn't that hidden. You can notice it. And uh, therefore, the freedom available in the way of life of AA, oh, just, it's like a quantum leap, yeah, a quantum leap. Nothing has to look different, but your, the whole basis of your life, you actually do have a new freedom and a new happiness because it isn't a freedom for you, it's from you, the you that you're not. That's a new freedom, because all the other freedoms, I was trying to have it as what I'm not, yeah? This is a new freedom and a new happiness, not based on me getting what I want or not losing what I think I have, but no, a new type of freedom and a new type of happiness and a new attitude and a new outlook, which is not so rooted in self-centeredness. And how much, you know, how, don't you see the, the rootedness is our identification, our identification as self. That's why the dominant view of self-centeredness keeps dominating because we're identified as the center of that system. Maybe we're not that and we can live a centered life where new possibilities become available, not because you try to grab them and acquire them, but they just show up and you're shown a new way. You are truly shown a new way. So, uh, yeah, this isn't about... Uh, this is just an invitation, an invitation of maybe recovery isn't just this and that. Maybe it's this and that and then another possibility. So, all right, I, you know, I was denying I'm an alcoholic. I, I, there's a complete, you know, admitting to my innermost self. And then maybe there's another phase can happen. Yeah? I don't know. Thanks, man. Thanks for putting up with us. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, thanks very much, Paul. So um, it's question time. Um, so if you have got any questions for Paul on, on what he's just spoke about or anything to do with the steps or the, the program, um, whether through, through, through your addiction or through your alcoholism, stick your hand up now in the participants column. Um, and also if you're watching on Facebook, then you're more than welcome. I'll be watching the Facebook page and... Um, you can uh, ask a question there, and I'm certainly will relay that to Paul for you. And we have got a hand up, and it's Jackie. Jackie, we just checked your volume today, so we might have to turn your video off. But I'm going to unmute you. Hey, Jackie. Yeah, very faint there, Jackie. Yeah. Can you? Um, yeah, I'm going to just turn your video off, Jackie, so you can speak. All right. Okay. There you go. How's that? Try that now. Yeah. Yep. Try it. Yeah, man. Yep. Yes. First of all, hey everybody, glad to be here as usual. I'm out and about working, but I'm popping in and out because this really helps me to travel lighter for sure. Um. God, what was the question? Dang it. <laughs> oh, man. What you knocked the question oh. out of it. That's okay. good. No, no, when you travel lighter, you don't just come to a re realization 
of handing it over, but you have to work the, the steps. Is that, in other words, what you're saying? You work the steps, you, you do the different... Uh, yes, not, yes. I don't know why. Yes, yeah, so maybe it's not from a self-centered view, it looks like you work the steps. From an observation, it seems like the steps work you. Yeah? So that's a very good signal of perhaps there's a better way. So the faith that's been in the finite self, which is the, the Petri dish of our defeat, is moved not by us, but we can observe it, is moved by the program and what you want call it the grace or the higher power, to perhaps there's a better way, trusting something fin infinite. That's the whole, that's the migration of us, all of us, yeah. Of course, this is the, we, the program is to, see, the third step is a decision because we can't turn our will and life over at that point because it's not under our control. Something has us, the parasite of alcoholism. So we make a decision and then we jump into action, four through nine, to do what? To weaken the whole, the hold of the parasite so that we can move from that gravitational pull until we hit the gravitational pull of the infinite. Yeah? Basically, that's what the program of recovery is. It's, it's a way of resting dominance from the finite self and allowing it to move towards the infinite power yeah and that's a, that's the program and we have principles and suggestions and incredible support the community we have service we have unity you know i mean we're not two levels below a coconut we can recognize that something has taken us over. Why would you end up at the same parking space that I ended up? Yeah, even though we come from different backgrounds and different ages and different genders, because it's the same thing that drove us there. <laughs> I mean, obviously, how can you not see what, what many of us ending up in institution jails and death indicates? It indicates many of us are overwhelmed by something that drives us to the same place, mostly against our will. And then we end up in institution jails and death. That's a, that's a foreign element, a foreign pathogen. Why does it get so much sway in one's life is we don't see it as foreign. We keep calling it us. Yeah, I swear to God. You run into it every day and then you call it me. I mean... Why, why would it ever leave us if it has us, yeah? It's, I mean, why? Why would a parasite leave a host that's so open and welcoming? Why? It wouldn't. It would be happy as hell just to stay on you, which it does, yeah? So, of course, this isn't a, this is a new exotic way. What most people want is a way of getting out of doing the work. No, it's not that at all. We need to have, the, there's a program of recovery, and then there's this incredible, valuable uh, ingredient, which is called light or awareness or grace, that's available. And if we get that down to the exact nature of the wrong and the wrongs and the causes and conditions, we can have a stabilized relief just like we had a stabilized irritability, restlessness, and discontent. It's the same same. Yeah. One was produced by one fucking pathogen dominating us, irritability, restlessness, discontent. When we're occupied by the infinite, we fucking have, uh, we're chilled out and we're sort of content. Yeah. So, yeah, this, yeah, this is, <laughs> I'm not saying, this isn't about, oh, this is a quicker, faster way. You don't have to do anything. No, you don't. This is what the head would like. The head would love to have a pill. But this is something that <laughs> the act of being identified as what you're not will be telling you it's the one that took all the pills. So you may get relief 
and what you think is relief from something, but you're not getting relief from that, which is really the underlying fucking problem. Yeah. Like you can, you can drop an alcoholic into heaven and it'll be hell in a day. This is what happens. So, yeah, Jackie, it's nice to hear from you. Thanks very much, Jackie. This uh, is a spirit of, uh, this is a way to look at the steps. It's not, not, it's not a way of looking away from the steps. It's a way of looking at the steps. It's to see, first of all, be clear about the exact nature of the wrong or the wrongs. And I'm just, I've just humbly presented an idea that there's, there's the act of being identified as this thing called self. It's not a thing, it's an idea. And, and the, the severity of it, I recognize by my incredible obsession with cocaine and my love of cocaine and, my, and I would do anything running after that rush, at end, not at any point with all of that addiction to cocaine did I think I was cocaine. I'm believing there's another addiction that we're starting from being cocaine. <laughs> we're not even noticing it. <laughs> so, yeah. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But uh, so far, the observation over the years hasn't uh, brought about that correction. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thanks very much. Uh, that was great. Really great question. Thanks for coming up. We've got no hands. So if there's no hands, that means I've got to ask a question or Kay's. Oh, no, Chris. Chris Redding has raised his hand. Fantastic, mate. Thanks for that. I'm going to unmute you. Over to you. Okay. Thanks. Hi. Yeah, I'm Chris. Thanks, Paul, for doing this talk and thanks for hosting it. Uh, I, I get a lot out of what you share. Um, and it's nice to hear you in person. I, um, well, it's coming up for me is just how, how easily I get distracted. I'm not sure the analogy, I can't think of it right now, but it's, it's sort of being unable to tell the difference between the sunrise and the train headlight coming at me. You know, they're both bright lights in the horizon, but I don't know which one to chase until, you know, it's, it turns out it's a train and, and I really don't know how to, um, get excited about chasing new growth when so often I stumble and fall. And really what brought me in here in the beginning was extreme pain. Uh, that's what motivated me to, to chase after this. And I don't have that. I just have mild discomfort all the fucking time. <laughs> it's not extreme pain, so don't mess with it. You know? so I just don't know how to really get to that point where I'm excited to chase you know, for more, for lack of a better word, and without more time to explain it. Well, it isn't that yet. See, to me, yeah, like just having, instead of having extreme pain, you're sort of like you've moved closer to the exit door in hell. So you're feeling like it's a better position. <laughs> there's, some, there's some value in that in hell. <laughs> if it's one degree cooler, that's a big deal in hell. But... Uh, <laughs> and it's the I, that thing that may that thing that wants to run after the light that says it wants to run after light may not be you. I'm saying you're the light. I'm not saying, oh, you need to get really excited about chasing one of the, those lights. I'm saying you are the light. It's not you mistaking the train and the sun. It's it's the mistake of you. Yeah, that's just the compounding of the mistake. You're not being able to see the difference between the sun and the light of a train because you don't see the light that you are. You take, we're taken to be something else and it feels like we've got to be super motivated to go towards the light. We are the light. We are a spiritual condition. <laughs> There's no demand in it whatsoever. It's a recognition. Yeah of what you're not. And then that which you would think that, oh, I don't think I want to search for it. You are it. <laughs> I'm sorry to tell you, you are light. Yeah. 
So I get it. Yeah. Part of the recognition you are light is you lose interest in chasing light. <laughs> I'm telling you, you're probably going to lose a lot of interest in chasing light when there's a rec- recognition you are light. <laughs> That's the appropriate response. <laughs> the appropriate response to being spirit is you basically stop looking to become spiritual. <laughs> because you already are that yeah you're trying to take a mimicking of the mental state of what it's what how it pictures you looking like if you were spiritual that's not spirit spirit is light light awareness yeah you are of that so See, the mistaking of light is also based on a mistake of light. That's what happens. Yeah? This is why the condition that you're assuming to be has such a huge influence in every other condition. That's what happens. That's why it's important to get to the exact nature of things because a lot of the misviewing or misunderstanding comes from that basic misunderstanding. That's the beauty of it. <laughs> the beauty of it. Could you imagine if there was in, in life, life had, was like a row of knots, yeah? And there was a knot called relationships and money and physical health. And then, of course, there would be a hemp, a, an attempt to loosen those knots if they got too tight. And then what would happen if during the life you were in, something was, was shown and there was, a, there was a knot before all the other knots, and that knot was identification as something else, and then something was seen there, and that knot loosened. Know what would happen? There's a thread that goes from that knot to all the other knots, and when this knot loosens, the other knots loosen, yeah? That's the beauty of it. That's, you're on to something. You're on to something when you see the massive influence this correction can have on our life because it's fundamental we're taking ourselves to be something that we're not that's as fundamental as you can get yeah we're not taking ourselves there's a head that's constantly saying we're taking ourselves to be something else and when you're identified as the head you think you're something else but you're not that's the beautiful thing no matter how much we believe we're a thing, doesn't make us a thing. We are of a spiritual nature. Yeah? We are of that. We may be in a lot of things. We may be in a head and in a body and in this and in that and in this, but we're not of it. We're of light. Yeah? Which is a wonderful, wonderful freaking relief. Yeah? And that's the basis. So... And I'm telling you, you'll be able to tell the sun from the train. You will. You will have discrimination. Discrimination isn't acquired. It comes from right seeing. Yeah. If you're located where you're located, you'll see. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Thank you. Okay, thanks very much. That was awesome. Great, great. Thanks, Chris, for coming in. Like I say, we're here every Tuesday and Thursday, and um, we're on Zoom and on Facebook and at zenbitchslap.com where you can find all of Paul's stuff. And we've had a question on Facebook, which is a funny one. Um, You've just answered it. Nicole P says, are you saying that self-centered thinking and seeing yourself as the problem is another addiction and to follow a spiritual path is the way out? And she followed that up a minute later with, ah, thank you, you answered it. So thank you for that. Great, because I didn't hear well the first part. So can you say it slower, Dave? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, so she says, are you saying that self-centered thinking and seeing yourself as the problem is another addiction and to follow a spiritual path is the way out? Uh, Following a spiritual path, I'm not a total agreeing. I'm not in agreement with that. But the first part, yes. Great. I think the... 
I think a spiritual part, uh, path is really the maintenance of a brain and a body. Yeah, I don't think you need... See, I don't believe there's a spiritual malady. I don't. I don't think spirit has maladies. I think there's a mental, emotional uh, malady. Yeah, a little disruption or something off. But I don't believe there's a spiritual malady. I, th I feel they were using spiritual malady to, to imply it's not a mental thing. That's all. I don't think they were. Yeah. So, so that you can get a, you can see something different. Yeah. But no, I'm not a, uh, I think most spiritual paths are really a correction of the brain body condition because what's revealed by all that work is you are what you were looking for to begin with. You are that spirit. Yeah. And basically all the shenanigans that we think we did or didn't do really haven't changed that fact and nor can they change that fact. You are of spirit. Yeah. It's a different, it's a different sense. Yeah. So I have questions. This isn't the place really, but the spiritual life path, uh, that's a tricky one, yeah. Okay. But the first part, yes, that's what that's what we're saying. Okay, thanks. Um, and just on that, um, if you didn't know, I'm sure most of you do know that Paul does. We do two of these a week for um, the twelve step stuff, reflections, which is on Tuesdays and Thursdays at the same time. And then Paul does um, some more sort of non-duality stuff, some more sort of more spiritual side of things on a Wednesday and on a Saturday. Um, the Saturday being more conducive to those of us living in Europe, um, but they're great. And uh, you can go and find his Zoom room at zenbitchlab.com. So it's not on this number. It's on a, a different number, but you'll find that at his website. So and I thoroughly recommend that as uh, those, are, those are fantastic. So we've got some questions now from Dale. Hey, Dale. Hi there. Hey. Thank you for letting me in here. Um, okay, Paul, I think just something's making a noise in my house, head. Okay. I think I've heard you say several times that self can't help self. And so over the past no, few weeks. No, I didn't say that. I said self no, can't okay. get out of self. Okay, okay, okay. That makes it easier, I think. Because <laughs> I'm yeah. stuck in my head going around and around. And uh, so yeah, self can't get out of self. Self can't get out self of self. Is, okay. Self is helping self all day <laughs> without yeah, okay. you knowing it. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. I, I will keep, keep it's, using, it's using you to reinforce itself. <laughs> yeah. Okay. See, okay. <laughs> the parasite helps the parasite at the expense of the host <laughs> as an image, as an image. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, self is constantly helping self. <laughs> okay. Self can get out of self. Yeah, this is the dilemma. Yeah. Because see, most people are trying to get out of something and it makes total sense, but they're not, they don't have an understanding that they're identified with that which they're trying to get out of. <laughs> so self can't get out of self. Yeah. See the dilemma? You don't know, in other words, uh, it's almost as if you're a carrier of something that you don't, you're not aware of. And the carrier, the parasite that you're carrying, yeah, is very, very potent. And it's made you feel very uncomfortable and irritable and restless and discontent. It's agitated you. And so the natural seeming logic would be, I want to get out of it, yeah? But see, it has a great strategy. It's convinced you that you're it unknowingly so you try to get out of it all the time believing you're Paul and it makes sense Paul wants to get out of that inhospitable that condition that's driving it crazy self let's say yeah so Paul wants to get out of self makes total sense but Paul's unaware that it's identified as self so it gets caught in this little bind which is self can't get out of self yeah mm. It's, it's a beautiful statement because it's implying exactly what we're attempting to share, which is the act of being identified as something that you're not. Yeah? 
So self is constantly helping itself as us. It's appearing to be us because what gives a reality to what you're in is trying to get out of it all fucking day, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, so I like that. I'm going to use that. Self is constantly helping self all day. <laughs> Unbeknownst to us, you know. <laughs> and then we get a narrative. It's so hilarious, really. And like in, uh, in nature, they have a lot of parasites, yes? And there's a famous one I've always used about this species of mushroom called cordyceps. And they, the, the mushroom has one drive, which is to reproduce. Yeah, that's its drive. And it, and it does it by a very weak system, spores that are hanging underneath its umbrella, which it hopes will, you know, get attached to an animal that walks by or the wind will blow it to the right place. So it's a very dicey vehicle to fulfill its desire to reproduce. So it's grown a strategy, a parasitical strategy where the spores are almost like smart bombs. They go towards a certain target and it's these ants, yeah? And they burrow into the body of the ant and then they start sending messages to the brain of the ant to go where a mushroom would want to go, yeah? And so the ant is used to do what the mushroom can't do. It brings the mushroom to where it wants to go. When it arrives, it kills the ant, and the mushroom grows right out of the ant's head. Yeah? Now, if the ant had self-centeredness, as we do, it would have a story that it was doing everything that the parasite was directing it to do. It would have a story, I'm the one who did it. I'm the one who went to that danky bar. I'm the one who did that. It's insanity. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know about you, but addiction and alcoholism looks just like a parasitical movement. It is, yeah. does to me. And mm -hmm. it's convinced us that we're it. Therefore, we never, we investigate everyone else. We take everyone else's inventory. We never see that we're the carrier of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's insane. It's just completely insane. You know, so. Yeah, so yes. Okay. I mean, did just ask it. Here's a question each square could ask maybe later. Is it did, did I really do everything I did under the influence of uh, drugs and alcohol? Did I? I mean, really, be honest. And now that I've been recovered, am I still doing all that shit? No, it doesn't seem like it. So basically, and the shit I was doing was quite familiar to a lot of other addicts and alcoholics doings when they were in active addiction. And now they're not doing the same shit I'm not doing when they're in recovery. Wait a minute. How could the story of Paul just just seamlessly keep continuing as the doer of everything that ever happens through me when it's obvious something had me, something was living through me and it was living quite flamboyantly. Then it got caught with its pants down. And so to speak, it, it was brought into recovery. Uh, there's been a certain amount of recovery. So it went mostly into a dormant stage and it's working on you much on a much sort of subtle level to hopefully lead you to a fuck it point where you'll drink and use again. So we can get flamboyant once again. And you'll probably end up in the same three parking spaces, institution, jails, and death when the same old driver takes over the car. I don't see how the story that you did everything can hold water. Yeah. That's where the forgiveness lies. Now, I can be wrong, and everyone has their view, but, you know, this is the one I'm here to share. You know? And I don't, you know, whatever works for you, I, I just want people to have relief, tell you the truth. Tra I want everyone to have a traveling lighter, and I think it's available. Yeah? I do, and I think you can, I think you could really 
have many, 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 many days that the problem doesn't exist for you anymore. I do. I mean, I've lived under that tyranny. Jesus Christ, just, I feel so grateful that we can even come to these squares and speak about it. When you were under the influence, you weren't recognizing shit about the problem. The problem was just just producing so many consequences. I lived on a survival level all day. Yeah? I had no time to have philosophy or an understanding or see the exact nature of the wrong. Man, I was getting my ass kicked. And then, then the program recovery has brought about a stability in where I'm not arrested every week and I'm not flipping over about shit that's not happening every second and shit like that. And now we can get around to look at the real problem. Yeah? Once you get relief from alcoholism, you're going to see the real problem isn't alcoholism, it's the obsession or the bondage of self. That's the root of it. Yeah. Now, if, you just, if you're fine and dandy to live under that bondage, far out. All power to you. For me, I don't want to be electrocuted every day you know, little electrocutions 50, 80 times a day reacting to what's not happening. I don't want to be enslaved. I don't. Yeah. And every, you know, our community, there's, there's room for every voice, yeah? If you want to dumb everything down and do that, do far out, but you don't have to squelch other people's ideas, yeah? This is an idea. Put it on. It's like I'm laying out some shoes. If they fit, wear them. Yeah. If you believe you're the doer of every freaking thing and you have an experience today, you're not pumping your own blood. You're not causing the shit to come out of your colon. You're not doing this. But you think you did everything. You're doing everything. You have so little volition in the basis of life as it acts as a body because something new better could you imagine if you had to do your heartbeat you would have forgot you would have thought about some next netflix show and passed away <laughs> no but we 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 take on this arrogant view but i'm the thinker i'm the doer give me a freaking break yeah it holds no water it's just the, the the tiniest bit of investigation yeah I found myself crawling around on all fours on a rug more than once looking for imaginary bits of cocaine. Yeah. Now, did I, did I have a, a clear conscious mind and go, oh, I think I'll do that. Yes. I think lint suddenly has become a giant fucking unknown source of cocaine that this rug has been in Bolivia for a month and now is full of it. No, of course not. Something drove me to that condition. Yeah? And I've outgrown that. Yeah, so yeah. I think there's an underlying disease. Alcoholism fixates on the identification as self, amplifies it. Yeah? Creates a lot of fucking distress. We try to get relief from the alcoholism, but we're not getting the relief from the bondage of self. So then you come to squares like this because you feel like something's off. You don't know what it is. Well, we're going to share it. We're going to share something. And maybe this will work for you. Yeah. And then the recovery is not, obviously, it's not about drinking. You recovered from drinking the second you didn't drink. Yeah. It's recovery from the underlying causes and conditions. What are those? I'm saying it's the act of being identified as something that you're not. That, to me, is the underlying cause and condition. Yeah? And I'm sticking to it. <laughs> I am. I mean, <laughs> this wasn't something I came up with. It was revealed. It was revealed. Like it says in a vision for you, this power is constantly going to constantly reveal more stuff. 
while it was revealed. Like, and uh, I, nothing else has been, re- not, I haven't had a correction about this correction yeah, in years, so. Brilliant. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, so we've got uh, two more questions. We've got one from Sue D and then um, Connor on Facebook has asked a question, but we'll go to Sue D first. Sue, would you like to ask uh, Paul your question? Well, thanks, David. Thanks for taking this. Um, Paul, thank you. I wanted to start by really thanking you from the bottom of my heart for the last four months listening to you. Um, I just happened upon you, and, it, and, and, and what came up for me was it was spirit talking to spirit, and, I, and, I, and that's not language that I would use, but it, it was what I felt. Um, and whatever you said, I just wanted to hear more of, and I keep coming back. Um, if I can't get into the meetings and I'm listening on um, YouTube to, to you, I don't understand everything, but something resonates with me. And um, I am traveling lighter. Um, I just feel really calm and happy. And I can just put that down to the program and to you. So I thank you. Um, the identification of self, you know, self can't get out of self. I, the question I wanted to ask you was number, uh, step 67, which deals with character defects. Today, when a character defect, when I feel a character defect coming up, feel it in my body coming up, and the emotions and then the character defect. Um, I think of six, you know, try to think of six, and then try to, ha- try to ask my higher power to remove it. Is, would you consider that to be me asking my higher power to remove Selfing or self? Well, aspects of it, yes. Yeah? Yeah. So because when you have one of those things come up, it's usually a representative of a pattern, yeah? So maybe the nouns are different, like it's a, you feel a little weird about a, a person named Julie instead of Bill, but it's a pattern, yeah? So now you recognize how self defeats you, yeah? And because this isn't a self-reliance program where you go out and wrestle with the fucking thing, you bring it to that power, the higher power, to reconfigure it or remove it. I don't believe you can remove energy. I think it's, you can reconfigure it or it can be reconfigured, yeah? So that locked up energy represented by that pattern of selfing, I give over to the higher power. And the premise or the requirement of all that is I'm entirely ready. Yeah? Now, who says I'm not? So I just say I'm entirely ready to have this removed. I'm not waiting for my head to be entirely ready because what's being removed is of the head. <laughs> yeah, so I bypassed that and I just used, I became aware of something. That awareness leads me to six and seven. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that's the thing that... If I'm doing anything now more than anything else, it's six and seven, because constantly more is revealed about what I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> it is. So I bring it to six and seven. If not, the repetition or the pattern will show itself. So I'll bring it then. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the most beautiful thing you've taught me is to recognize what I'm not. As it comes up, I. Oh. I, I and yes. putting my removing my from my language yes i'm thank seeing you. I'm, thank you for your i'm thank you you know thank you for your expression it's i'm not looking i don't care about a mental understanding i want a, the relief yeah freedom doesn't need an explanation it doesn't yeah we need explanations about the problem, but the solution doesn't need an explanation. It's what it is, is to revel in it, yeah? To enjoy peace of mind, to, and to honor, and honor the observation of perhaps there's a better way. You, you're demonstrating you've noticed a better way. Trusting something infinite rather than finite self. That's the whole point, yeah? We're, that's what we're trying to get through this Zoom and to squares. It's, a, it's like a, it's not sensed or felt, but it's like a sense feltness, yeah? It's like a, a feeling before feelings, a feeling without a feeler and a felt, yeah? It's just, 
Yeah, it's light. It's you're feeling lighter. It's like the balloon feels lighter. Yeah, it's awesome. So I really appreciate it, hon. Yeah, so it's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay, thanks very much. And um, final question uh, comes from uh, the Facebook page, and uh, it's a pretty simple one. This one, Paul. Um, what is self useful for? And that's by Connor F. What is self useful for? It's useful for to get called to dinner, shit like that. <laughs> oh, brilliant! It's like a name tag. You need a name tag here. But to be, it's like the emblem, but it ain't the car. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It has uses. The thing is, the idea of self, the uses it's going to demonstrate is what's using it. Is self using the idea of self or is the higher power using the idea of self? There'll be totally different uh, expressions by what's using it, yeah? That's what I'm concerned with. I don't care about self. It's, first of all, there isn't a self. It's selfing. It's a, like a programming. But really, what's important, and I saw in my life as an alcoholic, was whatever's directing me is going to be what's expressing through me. Yeah? If the alcoholism has this system, it's going to express what it wants. When it's, re when it's moved over by a higher power, the higher power expresses what it wants. This is a tool of expression. It doesn't have, it's not the source of expression, yeah? So whatever's running the show, it's like Jesus says, you know, you can't, you'll, you can't know that, you'll know the tree by its fruit, yeah? So by your observation and expression, noticing expressions, you'll realize what's running the show. And it's a quite different feeling than being run by the show by the tyranny of a parasite. Completely different, yeah? There's no you either way as the cause or the source, yeah? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so self given meaning from non-self is far cool, yeah? I mean, you can have the experience of being an individual. You can have quirkiness, sense of humor, shit like that, yeah? Uh, taste in clothing and all this and all that. Far out, it's fun, yeah? Self expressing through self, fucking very heavy. You're the center of the universe, yet you're never gonna be enough. You're all that is thought about, yes? <laughs> It's way too much. <laughs> so self as like a character that you play in a movie, far out. Self as the actor that's playing the character, not so far out. Because <laughs> then the movie has been taken way too seriously. <laughs> so <laughs> self cannot take itself unseriously you got to get that very clearly <clears throat> yet our our suggestion is hey take this let's uh let's not take self so seriously well that's never going to happen as a self <laughs> yeah so yes selfing is an activity it has its it's sort of like it may be great as a servant, but it sucks as a master, yeah, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Thank you, <laughs> Okay. I only have a half hour left, and I got to go back to the asylum. <laughs> yeah. I can see the men in the men in white coats are there in the background, right? Right here, they're waving yeah, yeah. to me. Yeah, good. All right, Paul, let's cut it off soon. It's over. Yeah, you've been out too long today. <laughs> medication time. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. The medication's wearing off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, so that's it. That's that's uh, that's our time. Oh, so, um, do you want to say goodbye now, Paul?
No, we're fine. We can keep going if you want. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Well, there's no more questions. Uh, if oh, that's got any... good then. Let's, yeah. let's end it then. Oh, hold yeah. on. Oh, no. You thought you got away. Beatrice has got a question. Typical Beatrice. Goodness me. She's worthy of a question. She is, Come she's, on. Good oh, she's good at this. Hello, everybody. I'm sorry. We, I don't have to ask it. It's really, um, I'm Beatrice. I'm a recovered alcoholic and drug addict. And thank you, everybody, for being here. Thank you, Paul, for your message. I always need that reminder, you know, that self, that head that, that we always talk about, always wants to come back into play. But um, I love what you talked about, that sense, feltness that you talked about earlier, Paul. And for me, that freedom came not only when I can see what we talked about, the aperture back, back there, you know what I mean, but also when we were able to tap that inner resource that they talk about uh, back in the back of the book. I just was wondering what your perspective was on that. Well, I think what happens in the, in the program of recovery, the un, unsuspecting inner resource becomes a very suspected inner resource. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That's the joy of it. See, an unsuspecting inner resource, <clears throat> the joy as an expression is when that's uh, a suspected inner resource. Yeah. That's where you rest in. You rest in that to others would look uncertain. You rest in that certainty. Yeah. You don't have any way of explaining why, and it doesn't seem to be any real necessity to. You just know that that's so, yeah? It's just like an, uns it's like an unspoken yes. <clears throat> You've been introduced to it or fell back into it or something, and uh, it's like a space of being convinced, yeah? It's just... Uh, it's a very powerful uh, space. So the unsuspecting inner resource is now, is not, it's not an unsuspected inner resource anymore. It's still the inner resource, but now we're we have awakened to it, yeah? Far out. <laughs> Did it mean the inner res <clears throat> the resource wasn't there before we seemingly awakened to it? No, it's always been available at all times. That's what it tells us when you when you start becoming suspicious of it. It tells you it's always been this way. Yeah, you're not of physicality or brain. You're of spirit. Yeah, this is you're on a you're like on a work visa here. The fourth dimension is where we're from. It's not something we visit. <laughs> we are of the fourth dimension. We're visiting the third dimension. <laughs> as you know because you're going to pass away <laughs> sooner or later so you're on a you're, instead of a three month visa you're on a you know it's sort of like a question mark visa <laughs> 80 years 90 years but the visa is going to end <laughs> because we're not of here we're of the fourth dimension wouldn't that be nice to have that Clear? I don't, I don't see the big problem with it. Yeah? You're not getting rid of anything. You're just changing supremacy, so to speak. You're not. Something's shifting and putting what's more important before what's less important. Yeah? And it makes a whole lot of fucking sense. Yeah? And then you realize, wow, I made what's less important way more important. You didn't, but the head. All right, you, rec you recognize the addiction. Now there's time for correction. Yeah, all right. Now, the of has a lot more to say than the in, where before the in was talking all about the of all day. Now, yeah, things have changed. That's perhaps there's the better way, trusting something infinite. Yeah, so. Hey, I see uh, wow. Mika. Yeah, nice to see you, Mika. Yeah, and I see Mike. I see Michael, the hat, yes, and Kaiser, and thanks to for your share. I appreciate it a lot. We have Gustav in there. He's sort of in the 
he's in like, like a dusk. Yeah. We got Catherine A. Nice to see you, Catherine. I don't know if you've been here before, so welcome. We hope to see you again. We got my friend, yes. Uh, she just goes by AA, but I know her. I won't break her anonymity, but she's a wonderful person. Uh, we got David, who's done all this freaking work. Thank you, David. No yeah. So I've got nothing to do. David does all everything. I just show up. Jim, nice to see you. Rob, Kentucky, I think. We got Marty T. We got uh, Hillary. We got Jack G. Roaming around the outdoors. Yes, always nice to see you, Jack. We got Mark. Nice to see you, Mark. Sukai. We got Kurt. Thank you, Kurt. Thank you for all the support. Appreciate it.